Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 2nd of April and on this day we're going to be looking at the theme of Good Friday. Eastern Orthodox Christians call this Great and Holy Friday or simply Great Friday. The death of Jesus Christ on a cross on a hill outside of Jerusalem is widely accepted as being a historical event. It is confirmed independently by non-Christian sources. And the crucifixion of Jerusalem is an example of an event that biblical scholars suggest meets the criterion of embarrassment. Because this method of execution was considered the most shameful and degrading in the Roman world, it is therefore the least likely to have been invented by the followers of Jesus. Since the crucifixion of Jesus, the cross has become the key element of Christian symbolism, and the crucifixion scene has been a key element of Christian art, giving rise to specific artistic themes such as Ecce Homo, the raising of the cross, the descent from the cross, the Pietà, and the entombment of Christ. The very popular film of 2004, The Passion of the Christ, deliberately mirrored traditional representations of the passion in art. Perhaps the most intriguing image associated with the crucifixion is the one that is found on the Shroud of Chorin. The shroud is a rectangular piece of cloth, measuring approximately 4.4 by 1.1 metres. Its most distinctive characteristics are a faint brownish image of a front and back view of a naked man, with his hands folded across his groin. The two views are aligned along the mid-plane of the cloth and they point in opposite directions. The front and back views of the head nearly meet at the middle of the cloth. And we have an image of it on today's blog. See www.pogp.net It appears to be a cloth that a freshly blood-stained body had been wrapped in, leaving a brownish image as the blood-stains seep into the cloth. In some paintings in Christian art of what is referred to as the empty tomb, the artist depicts the scene of where Jesus' dead body had been laid to rest on Good Friday. But when the disciples rush on Easter Sunday, the tomb is empty and the cloth is often depicted as being left behind, sometimes very neatly folded. Currently, the Catholic Church neither formally endorses nor rejects the shroud. In 2013, 
Pope Francis referred to it as an icon of a man scourged and crucified. The shroud has been kept in the Royal Chapel in the Cathedral of Turin in northern Italy since 1578. After it was damaged in a fire 40 years earlier in Chambéry in France, there are some burn holes and scorched areas down both sides of the linen, which have been caused by contact with molten silver during the fire that burned through it in places while it was folded. Fourteen large triangular patches and eight smaller ones were sewn onto the cloth by poor Clare nuns to repair the damage. In May 1898, the Italian photographer Secondo Pia was allowed to photograph the shroud. The camera was a relatively new technology, having only been put on sale in America ten years earlier. And to Secondo Pia's amazement and the fascination of the wider world, the image on the shroud became much clearer when he developed the photograph. In its black and white negative, rather than in its natural faded sepia colour. The, the shroud continues to be both intensely studied and controversial. The wooden cross that Jesus was nailed to, according to ancient tradition, was discovered and rescued as a relic by Empress Helena, who was the mother of the Emperor Constantine, the first Christian emperor of Rome. She travelled to the Holy Land in the year 326 to find churches and established relief agencies for the poor. Two historians, Galatius of Caesarea and Rufinus, claim that she discovered the hiding place of three crosses that were believed to have been used at the crucifixion of Jesus and the two thieves who had been executed either side of him. To one of the crosses was affixed the titulus bearing Jesus' name Helena was not so sure it was authentic until a miracle revealed that this was the true cross. Fragments of the cross were broken up and the pieces were widely distributed. And in the year 348, Cyril of Jerusalem remarked that the whole earth is full of the relics of the cross of Christ. The splinters soon became valuable objects and became widespread in the Catholic Church in the 9th and 10th centuries. By the end of the Middle Ages, so many churches claimed to possess a piece of the true cross, that John Calvin famously said that there was enough wood in them to fill a ship. Much sought after, these relics were difficult to authenticate. And simony is the act of trafficking for money in spiritual things. And it's an offence against canon law. 
the exploitation and development of an economy based around relics, was one of the stimulating factors of the Reformation in the West. Today, Christians all around the world will be marking the moment of Jesus' crucifixion. Because of the experience of the resurrection, the cross is not viewed as a scandal, but as the fulfilment of the plan of God. The earliest text we have from St. Paul develops a Christology, a theory of who Christ is, that has a special focus on the death and the resurrection of Jesus. For Paul, the crucifixion of Jesus is directly related to his resurrection. And it's a cosmic event with significant eschatological consequences. However, the belief in the redemptive nature of Jesus' death even predates the Pauline letters. It goes back to the earliest days of Christianity and the church in Jerusalem. The Nicene Creed statement developed in the 4th century includes that for our sake he was crucified. And it's a reflection of this corp called That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please subscribe and leave a comment on your on the blog if you have time. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the life and the legacy of Richard of Chichester. To visit the blog or to commission a podcast for your own organisation, visit the website for more information at www.pogp.net. And if you'd like to respond directly, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.